Funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you, dude. Welcome to another edition of J O B. What y'all got going here is genius. No problem. This is the Jack and Knock podcast. Boy, that escalated quickly. Hello and welcome to the Jab and Not podcast. In this episode of the podcast, we use some adult language and we say a few bad words. You have been warned. Hello, it's Dan. It's the Jab and Not podcast, and we're going to call this episode The Gap. Echo, 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 echo. And we're calling it The Gap because it's been a while since the last podcast. I would easily say four to five weeks, maybe even a little bit more. Uh, and that's due mainly to just a few things. One, we've been so busy behind the scenes with you scribe things with live things with work things everybody seems to have gone from zero to 150 in the last six weeks obviously lockdowns played a big part in was not working but lockdowns also going to play a big part and is playing a massive part in everybody's future work it seems though the trade is flat out everywhere I go, everyone I speak to um, is completely flat out. Can't get stock fast enough, can't make things fast enough, can't deliver them fast enough, can't book all the jobs in. Some people are turning work away, some people are just doing every hour that God sends. Derek Barrett, that guy, never goes home. Um, I spoke to Jody from JTech. He can't even get on the tools. He's that busy doing all the other work. You know, John Jones, who I'm doing a podcast with soon. Um, I should probably say we did on this podcast if it wasn't for the sake of everyone being so busy. Same with Derek. I tried to book a few guys in a few times and getting them to sit down with me at the time I can sit down or they can sit down has been nigh on impossible because that many people are that busy um, but it's, what's good though is everyone is busy uh, like everybody we were all a bit fearful when lockdown lockdown showed its face reared its ugly head and Boris the plonker said everybody should stay in but go out and go out but stay in don't meet with your family but you can go to the pub everyone was a bit confused (coughs) excuse me nobody knew what was going on but what's been really good is that everybody well I'm not going to say everybody there's going to be people that are finding it really hard there's going to be people that have lost their jobs and there's going to be people that haven't got work but just from the people I've spoke to just from the general consensus to the timber merchants the people who I regularly see, regularly speak to within the trade are completely flat out. So that is one of the reasons why not many podcasts have been done. And it's one of the reasons why everybody is almost slightly benefiting from the fact that people aren't going abroad. People haven't been able to do things that they would normally do. 
people are looking into their houses and making improvements that they may may have been earmarked to do, but now you know they haven't spent the thousands of pounds on that expensive holiday. So they've been getting the work done. I mean, for the next 12 months in the trade, it looks like, well, we're not going to have to panic. But the biggest problem most of us are going to have is getting things done, getting things ordered, made, or having the available products from the companies that are still on limited amount of staff. I mean, some of the problems I've been having, maybe some of you guys too, uh, is, you know, you go into the merchants, obviously plaster, bags of plaster became currency. A bit like when lockdown went off and everyone was buying loo roll like it was food, like it was the minimum necessity for life. You could not exist without 12 charming round your bum hole. Plaster turned into the new loo roll in the building trade. There was people queuing up for it. People buying it by the pallet. If you were in with your local timber merchant, you were the man. Because you could get plaster and nobody else could. I know jobs that were held up literally on plaster. Or multi-finish or... Whatever it was that British gypsum weren't making, we needed, or they needed rather. And I know guys that were selling bags of plaster for, you know, three, four times the amount. Not that that's good, but they just had leftover plaster and people were saying, I'll give you 20 quid for a bag. So, you know, you can't fault them for making a few quid. But the flip side was people were driving miles for it. One of the jobs I was working on, the customer had rang around every timber merchant, every builder's merchant, every wicks, every B&Q, everything she could physically ring. And obviously she kept it in brick walls because nobody had them in. But then almost as the Welsh kind of lifted their lockdown slightly, it was almost like the Brits abroad they all went to Wales, flew down the M6, flew across to Wales, literally buying up bags of plaster like they're going out of fashion. I know tons of people that were Wales hopping when technically they weren't allowed to. They weren't supposed to be going into Wales to get plaster. So uh, your name's been written down. Uh, I'm going to shake you all down for a little bit of uh, hush money. So... All you people that went to Wales buying bags of plaster when you're allowed, just you remember, Dan. He's got your name on a piece of paper, and um, you're in for a rude awakening. But yeah, so bringing back to the point of uh, being super, super busy, not being able to get um, anyone sat down for the podcast, and that was mainly just due to everyone being super busy. We've had a few things going on over at Uscribe too, um, some family things that we just meant that you know. Life is more important than social media. Life is more important than podcasts. Um, so then things always take precedent. Then things always come first. And um, sometimes it's a nice break too. I've been on holiday for a week, caravan holiday. And it was lovely not really having a phone signal. You know, I could take a few pictures on my phone. But 
you know, there's no 3G, there's no 4G. It wasn't particularly great um, for phone signal. So it meant, you know, you got to go back to sitting around as a family, not leaving your phones out all the time, and you need that reset. Put things back into perspective so you're not all sat around on tablets and technology all the time. It's so easy to slip into, especially when you get busy, especially with things like Instagram uh, and TikTok and Twitter and some of the forums, and Facebook. You know, you can go from one to the other. And it sounds crazy, but you can be on Facebook forums for 30, 45 minutes. You can be on Instagram for 30, 45 minutes. You can be on TikTok 30, 45 minutes. Next thing you know, two and a half hours have passed and you may be working on your content. You may be doing things that you think are relevant, but you spent two and a half hours sometimes at night literally just going through all your social medias and Facebooks and it's just not healthy. You've, you've, you know, I've tried to limit it over the last few weeks. I've not been on it in the morning as much. And obviously will, people will see that we're always around the social media, but I basically reply to the DMs all the time, but I've not posted as much. Um, I've not been as relevant as much just because you do just need a reset and a break. I'm not saying you have to throw it all away, but I find sometimes it's really beneficial for us, obviously, as business to just crunch it out because the sales figures always reflect on the work that we put in via social media or that's our say advertising platform isn't it that's what we use to promote ourselves but that is also what you guys are using to promote yourselves so if you're really really busy you can take your foot off the gas a little bit with it because you you don't need to be on it all the time and i think like i say it's just that healthy balance of social media because you do need an outreach you do need the outlay and everyone is social media. You know, things like the yellow pages are dead. You can advertise on Google if you want, and the SEO platform, play for Google ads, but I'm not too sure um, as businesses how prevalent that's going to be. I reckon it's still good, but it seems Instagram uh, and all these other platforms seem to work far better, especially Facebook. Facebook seems to work well inside the trade for people to drop your message, definitely find you. They do play a massive part in modern tradesmen's workflow. And obviously, it's a, well, the, the majority of the platforms are free to use and can draw in customers. And you cannot physically reach these people in traditional methods. So as social media continues, as the platforms keep being growing, so will the need to be on these platforms. But at the same time, we've, I would say, um, from my experience, I never really was on social media, say apart from, from Facebook. Facebook was the first one. And I can remember being at college, I think it was college when... Uh, Facebook became a, a thing over here. And I can remember the first time uh, logging in to Facebook and what what a ridiculous thing I thought it was. Well, I was stupid. Do we all look now for not investing in that thing? <laughs> but I can remember you could literally send a message to anyone. You could literally look 
at anything of anyone's. It was borderline insane. Um, there was no, you had to be friends with somebody. I mean, it's changed so much. It's such a big thing. And for some people, it's a massive thing in their lives. Facebook, Instagram, social media. It's almost become second nature. Literally. Social media, mobile phones are connected to you all the time. There's no escape. That technology has almost become, I don't really know what the word is, symbiotic. Uh, I'm not clever enough. I'm not Elon Musk. But if you don't leave the house with your phone, you're knackered all day. Because <laughs> it's so important now. It's become it's become a problem and a solution. That's the best way to talk about social media and also mobile phones or the technology side of things. It's an absolute amazing technology. I mean, I I I'm like technology. I'm into it. I quite like it. Um, Apple I know people have got the Apple Android thing but it's a bit like the DeWalt and Festool thing or the Makita and Milwaukee thing everyone's got their thing I know a lot of people like the Android because it's like anti-Apple or it's more flexible I don't I don't give a fuck I can't use them Samsung phones I can't use anything with Android we had a tablet computer it was Android for me for my daughter that Android's a shit show. I don't care what anyone says. What a load of crap. <laughs> I could not use it. I do not like it. Well, that is because I'm an Apple man. And I like that platform. I like the operating system. I like how it works. I'm not anti-Windows because I'm a big fan of Bill. You know what I mean? Bill's done well for himself. But um, I haven't got anything Windows anymore. So I've got, a, I've got an iPhone. I've got a, a MacBook. I've got an Apple Watch. But we have got Kindles, not Kindles, um, uh, Amazon Fires. They're good. The Amazon platform's good. I like that too. Them tablet computers are better than an Android one, my opinion. Other people will disagree because they like to, I don't know, download Cody and stream films for free. Like They're getting the world on the cheap because they've got 100 gig internet connection. Well, let me tell you, I don't give a fuck. I like my Apple. It's safe. But they've got you by the balls because we're all tied into this mobile phone. Like I say, it's become part of us. At some point, the mobile phone's going to be dead and we're going to be built in. I know that Elon is not far off doing some mad shit where they can implant in your brain and you possibly won't need a phone and you possibly might be like on the next level. A bit like that film. I'm almost sure it's called Limitless. You know, the guy off The Hangover. Uh, he's also in that film where he sings with Lady Gaga. That's a good film too. But going off-piste, he takes like these clear tablets and basically he becomes a genius. Next level. And that's what Elon's doing. He's going to implant it into your mind. But then I'm thinking, then we're going to go down the rabbit hole even more. What if you're never not connected to the internet? 
feel I feel for the kids. Well, maybe our kids' kids. So I think at that point, it might almost be legislation. Like everyone's got to be tracked. I mean, you're already tracked anyway. You've got a mobile phone on you. Let me be honest with you. They know where you are. You think you're not being followed. You think you're not being seen. Well, let me into a secret. They know where your stinking ass is all the time. How mobile phones work is they ping nodes off mobile phone. I'm going to call them turrets because I like it. There's a mobile phone mask, but like a turret, like a war, like a war machine. So, so what your phone is doing now is pinging all the different nodes around the area, and then it's coming back to your phone. So that triangulates to your phone. So if your phone is within two foot of you, they kind of know within six foot of where you are all the time. But say, for example, our kids, kids, they're going to be plugged into the network all the time. So they're not going to be able... Avoid the social media. Ooh, not going to be able to, you know, not be able to unplug from the. It's going to be like the Matrix, the real life Matrix, and Terminator, and self-driving cars. Because Elon's nearly done that. Google, everything's going to be digital currency, like Bitcoin. I'm big into my crypto, loving that technology. I've gone, I've gone down the rabbit hole learning about blockchain technology. Like I say, I'm quite, I like the technology. I like to get into it. It's something I've always been interested to. Slightly geeky side of me likes. I used to like games. I haven't got time to play no games anymore. Kids, sucking all your life away from you. <laughs> but they, they're busy and you want to see them grow, so you take them to do things so you don't get time to do these things. But that's the way the technology is going, man. We're all going to be plugged into the system. Fucking scary. But anyway, I've gone completely off tangent. I've gone right down a rabbit hole, but that's why I'm calling this episode The Gap. It's basically just a stopgap in between what's happening next with the Job and Not podcast. Um, if you haven't all already, please check out the website. We've got a nice website. We're going to keep updating it and changing it as we go along. But on there at the minute, um, you can access the podcasts and you can access a few special offers that we've sorted out with Spaceplug. Um, Cliff, who was on the last podcast that I did, uh, fantastic guy, Cliff. I've been in touch with him since and we're going to do some things moving forward in the future. Um, he's set up a good discount code for you guys on Amazon as the best place that you can buy it. Follow that link on our page. If you go down to the sponsored section, you'll see space plugs there. And if you swipe across, you'll also see a special offer on the installer set from Jig. Hmm, who are them guys? And also, I had the guys on from the Drawbox company. I do need to speak to them again and touch base and see what's going on. Did I just say touch base? Oh, sickening. I've just, I've just threw up in my own mouth. Who says touch base? Oh, I hate office speak, and I—that's the—that's the person I'm becoming, right? Because I'm getting more into the business side of things. I've just said touch base. I'm disgusted in myself. I'm gonna—I'm gonna—I'm gonna have to punish myself for this now. I was gonna have a nice—I don't know—like a steak baguette for lunch today. It's Friday, but you know what? I'm not—I'm go- not gonna lie to myself. I've—I've di- disgusted myself. If, if when this podcast goes out. I'm going to also make it known on the on the Instagram. Feel free 
to abuse me. It's disgusting that any tradesman should ever say touch base. I'm embarrassed for myself. It's a, oh, I've just got a little bit sick of my mouth. That's the most disgusting person ever. What am I turning into? It's almost something that Kilby would say. Uh, people will know, especially if they follow my Instagram. And he has popped up on the job and not Instagram a couple of times, I think. But Kilby's someone I've met from Australia. You know what? Because it's the Gap episode and it's in the ramblings of... What could I call myself? Um, maverick, Marvel, genius, entrepreneur, idiot. Idiot. Idiot's probably the best one. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have a little talk about um, Daniel Kilby. Um, some people are gonna know who he is anyway through maybe the social media aspect or other things. But if, if you don't know Daniel, this is how I met Kilby. I'll explain first. His name is Daniel Too Good. And depending on which day you get him, he's either too good, too annoying, too much of a cock, <laughs> too nice, too evil. He's, 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 a, he's, a, he's, a, he's going to, by his own admission, he's a manically random person. Uh, due to one thing or another Dan's a big advocate for mental health And he does um, quite a bit on his own social media Regarding his own social uh, No, his own mental health Or um, things w- within that area Something I haven't got uh, any expertise on But everyone gets affected by mental issues Are Mental issues, mental health issues at some point we're all human we all um fall prey to a little bit of uh, mental health issues at some point and some people talk about it some people can deal with it some people have things in the past or things in the present that that change them and i think uh, it's a good thing that people are out there that talk about their struggles so that other people may feel that they can talk out or it might be someone that they can talk to to maybe help them. So Dan does a bit about that, but we won't go down that rabbit hole. I'll probably have Dan on a podcast in the future and we may go down trade-related uh, mental health issues. We may go down, you know, the reasons... Why Dan speaks out, it might make for a good podcast. So I'm sure something he'll talk to me about in the future. But that all aside, basically what happens is Dan's Welsh, which probably explains a lot. No offence to our Welsh uh, listeners at all. Um, but now he lives in Australia, so he's Australian, which is a funny old mix anyway. But like I say he lives down in Australia, he's got three dogs. Uh, he's just moved places and basically Dan contacted us through the through the Uscribe, I think early doors, a couple of years ago. Um on about Uscribe. Sorry I had some festival tools at the time because he's always a massive and I say massive when massive is an understatement, DeWalt lover. I'm almost sure this man had sexual relations with dual tools at some point in his life. 
Uh, there's a picture on Instagram. I'll try and find it uh, and I'll put it on, I'll put it on <laughs> post along with this podcast when it goes up um, of Dan looking like an absolute loon with all the DeWalt tools. I think they were available at the time in his workshop. Um, <laughs> it's quite a funny picture. You look back now, but um, he's, he's, he's not against DeWalt uh, too much. I'm almost sure Dan has fell out with a lot of people through DeWalt over the years. But then again, Dan, by his own admission, and he'll agree with me, has fell out with a lot of people on social media through varying degrees of things. Again, just an outspoken guy. I'm not going to dig up things or people that he's fell out with because it's none of my business. Me and Dan just have a laugh. Uh, I know Tom, Tom the Kinder Egg Dragon. He's 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 piped up a few times now and had a bit of a laugh with us. There used to be quite a group of us that would pretty much just be ripping the piss out of each other all the time. For one reason or another, a few people have gone, you know, really busy. Um, it's more serious with the profiles. So I appreciate that, though, because, you know, if you're using it as a work platform, you can't be dicking around all the time. And then same with Dan himself. You know, he's living down there. He's making a few PCs. He's selling a few PCs. He makes some nice stuff. Um, but that's kind of how I met Dan through social media. And then, I, I don't know, he just found it quite easy or quite, he was quite happily just going to take the piss out of me. No, I've grew up on site. I've grew up in workshops. I got thick skin. It's going to take a hell of a lot of offending. Plus, I also like a game. I like a wind up. So, if anyone has followed, they will know I've put his head on gay unicorns. I have photoshopped black dildos in his mouth. You know, it went that far. <laughs> it, it's funny. If you if you watch, if you're just listening, if you're just listening, you're probably thinking, hmm, that's not normal behaviour. It possibly is right, but he pushes the envelope and I push the envelope. Not as bad as Mr. Probert, by the way, if anyone does follow social media, Craig's got a very nice business profile, but Craig's Facebook is horrendous. The guy has got no filter. You know when you come across somebody with no filter? I'm almost sure if I was to offend Craig too much, he would dig up a dead relative and put them on my doorstep and he would find it funny. So we haven't quite gone as far as Mr. Probert. <laughs> Craig's a nice lad, I'm just joking. Well, I aren't joking. He has got no filter. But at the same time, his uh, social media profile isn't as wacky as his Facebook one. But it was just a bit of banter, just a bit of fun between a few blokes. And part of social media is great for that. And and that's kind of how I met Kilby. So I just wanted to talk about Daniel just briefly. I'm almost sure he's going to sit down with me on a podcast at some point uh, and we'll have a proper chat. But that's how people will relate the two. And I just wanted to give Dan a little shout, to be fair. You know, I like Dan, he's a good guy. I have not fell out with him over anything and I've got no need to fall out with him because I wouldn't take it personally. He's not everyone's cup of tea and I think that's life and I think that's real because he's only being true to himself like I would only be true to myself on my personal level. When I'm at work and when I'm at 
at Uscribe and when I'm on the podcast, I am me. But I would never push the envelope that far with people that I don't know, if you know what I mean. You've got to have that professional edge as well. And, and that's what I say, Dan, Dan's got that professional edge too. At the same time, you know, we're all just having a bit of fun. We're all just having a laugh. And uh, long may it continue. But bringing the podcast back to a trade-related theme uh, for the foreseeable, hopefully, of the rest of the podcast before it gets too random. Um, about a month ago, five weeks ago, six weeks ago, me, Scott, uh, went down to see John Jones down in Merthyrdville. John, who uh, everyone hopefully knows, John Jones, Jones Interiors, uh, cracking guy, John. We've met him uh, numerous times. I would class John as a friend. And we went down to see John's new unit, which was great. And we also had a good hour or so, two hours of training with the fantastic Lamello Zeta P2. I still don't own one just yet, uh, only because I got quite lucky that Scott owns one, so if I do need to borrow it, I can borrow it. We've got that kind of a cool relationship where he buys tools and I borrow them. <laughs> and if he ever needs a tool that I've got that he doesn't own, which is just a couple of random things, he's more than welcome to borrow them from me. So we went down, and I want to say the guy's name was Shay. I don't know why I've got Shay in my head. You know when you all of a sudden forget somebody's name. But uh, fantastic bloke from Lamallo from down south. Uh, gave us a rundown on the Lamallo Zeta P2. Like I said, John recently bought the full set and Scott owns the Lamallo Zeta himself. And it is a truly fantastic machine. It is extremely well built. Uh, you can only draw comparisons to the Domino but it's completely different at the same time. I mean, they're both jointing machines. The Domino's doing the mortise and tenon style joints, and it's very popular. And I would say a ton of people have definitely used or come across the, the Domino in their work, especially on the fitted furniture side. It's a fantastic tool. But the Lamallo might just take it to the next level. The click system, the Clamex, it's so smart. I mean, we really kind of all use it for the same principle and kind of all know how we would use it in our job. So we met with Shay. I'm almost sure his name's Shay. I do apologize if not. Um, to go over a few things using the Lamello, especially doing it on acute angles um, and a few tricky options that you get to use it. But literally, so impressed with that machine. I know quite a lot of guys own it now, but if you don't own one, I mean, it's a hell of a chunk of change, and you've got to choose between that and the Domino, I'd say. I know there's the Mafal Duo Dowler, but I don't know. Is a dowel old tech? Does it feel old school? Do you feel like the Duo Dowler's not modern enough? I don't know. I mean, I get it, because obviously you can do your shelving holes. You can also do your hinge holes, with the Duo Dowler. It's just that the Lamallo's so good that I don't know if you need the Duo Dowler. I mean, there's going to be blokes out there that own all three. And they probably use all three for different things and it works really well. But I'm thinking that must be the best part of four or five grand's worth of almost the same machine, if you know what I mean. But they are all different. 
Um, I own the Domino, and it's fantastic. Uh, I don't think I could part with it. I would always need it, but definitely, definitely going to be owning a Lamalo at some point in the future because it's such a clever machine. Uh, and it just works so well. And like I say, I think I think the the Domino and the Lamello can work together. It makes it expensive in my view, but it is such a clever system. Um, the Lamello is reducing that gluing up time and assembly time on the site so quick. Uh, whereas I've always used the Domino in the past, but you still got to use a pocket hole or you've got the gluing up time or some screws with the domino to keep that speed whereas with the Clamex um, with the Lamallo you can literally click everything together it's scary quick scary accurate it's again it comes back to being so well made so I really enjoyed finding out about them last few things that we weren't sure about when we went down to see John we also saw John uh, he's got a nice new workshop if you don't follow John it's morning IG John's a fantastic bloke I can't wait to speak to him uh, in the next week or so get the podcast down so that we can find out all about John's little past I hope I hope he was playing in the valleys and just in just some loincloth and his little bald head from a young age just wild in the wilderness out there in Wales that's what I want to hear. I know it's not going to be true. <laughs> I know that's not going to be what he was doing with his life. But I, that, that would impress me more. I think I would find that hilarious. <laughs> but hopefully I'll have John and Derek and a couple of other people on very soon. Uh, I've also spoke to Rick from Simply Storage. He's agreed to do a podcast with me. I'm going to get that book in. Rick's got a great story, another fantastic story behind his business. Um, I spoke to Tom from Stabila. Uh, I know Tom's a very busy man, but Tom mentioned it might be a good idea if we get like a Stabila representative on the podcast. I think that would be great to hear about the company, great to hear about um, more about what may be coming from Stabila or, you know, some of the stories in and around the business so we can get a, a good backstory. I mean, we all know they make good levels, but that's it. I know Johnny Enfield went to the um, factory over in Germany. Uh, if you want to listen back to that podcast, find the podcast I did with John from Enfield Refurbishments. Great story about the bubble as well. How them little rings sit around the bubble and how they are put on, not by a machine. Great little story. But again, not confirmed with Tom from Stability. He, he just said... Um, it'd be great and I, and I said you know we'll have to get something in the diary I think that'd be a good podcast and also spoke to Matt from Surpers Woodwork what I like about Instagram is there's some guys that haven't got massive followings now Matt's got a good following by all accounts but his in my opinion standard of work is fantastic I've always liked to see what Matt's up to and he seems a very nice guy again spoke to Matt a couple of times um, well more than a couple of times speak to Matt regularly on Instagram and things like that he's doing some fantastic work and I like to speak to these people that are doing this fantastic work so we can hear about them you know find out that well, they're all quite normal people which is great but also how they got into doing what they do so Matt 
Uh, he's agrees again to do a podcast, so there's plenty of podcasts in the pipeline. It's just a matter of getting them all booked in so that we can get them down uh, and get all them people sorted out and organised. And randomly, the 13th podcast will be my partner in crime. Scott, the other 50% of you scribing that you never see, but he's always behind the scenes working as hard as me. When, when we started the podcast, he said, oh, I'll do the 13th. I was like, oh, okay then, the 13th podcast. Now, Scott's worked for one of the most prestigious, um, biggest global names in the fitted furniture industry and worked for some, like, proper celebrities, like... A-list celebs um, all over the world. So Scott's going to have some good stories for us. That'll be an interesting podcast. You'll be able to find out a little bit about the guy you, you, you never see. He's almost like Daft It's a bit like Daft Punk, but only one of us has got a mask on. <laughs> you don't know much about the guys from Daft Punk. You don't really know what they look like unless you do a big Google search. Scott's still got his Daft Punk mask on. So the unmasking, the unmasking of Mr. Mould will be on the 13th podcast. And also, uh, again, it's just a matter of getting these guys sat down and booked in so they can hear their stories. But John, uh, JCH Cabinets, John, big player on Instagram. Um, If you don't follow John at JCH Cabinets, you should. He's a fantastic teacher. Um, it comes across really well on Instagram. Um, I would like—I would also like to say John's not your typical American. I don't mean that like all, all Americans are a typical stereotype or a typical person. I don't mean it in that regard. I think John just comes across a little bit British. I don't know what it is. He, I like how he is straight to the point he doesn't mess around he doesn't sugarcoat it if something's shit he says it's shit if something's brilliant it's brilliant he doesn't cut corners his work's fantastic he's telling people how it is you know if something's not quite perfect it's okay but when you do get it perfect that is also okay but he does his job right he does his job nice it'll be fantastic to eventually get John sat down on the podcast as well. So there's plenty of people in the pipeline, plenty of people um, ready to sit down and uh, talk and give us their stories. Uh, I've also got a few podcasts uh, in mind where we'll pick a theme and we'll get some of you, hopefully send us some questions and we'll get them answered whilst we're doing the podcast too. And I've also spoke to a few brands, a bit like I spoke to Tom from Stabila. Uh, there's, there's another few brands that have spoken that I'm hoping to get on the podcast too for for a couple of reasons one we can hear about the business we can learn about from the people from the inside well you know we're meeting these people at trade shows but really what goes on behind at these businesses and also hopefully um, with a few that I've spoke to that we'll get a few more special offers that we can put on the Job and Not website that people can make advantage of. And that's kind of one of the points of doing the podcast. Hear from people, speak to people, find out some stories from you know behind the scenes, find out how some of these companies work and operate. And if I can somehow get us a deal, then that's what I'm going to do. When we go to the trade shows ourselves at Uscribe, we're always trying to 
find a deal or a bargain ourselves. You know, you don't ask, you don't get. So if I can get these people on, we can have a talk about what they're doing. If we can get a special offer fired up on the website, that would be fantastic. Now, remember, the website is www.jobandknock.co.uk. And you can also find uscribejig at uscribejig.co.uk. There's a fantastic space plug, Drawbox company, also on the webpage there to have a look at. Whilst you're all there, scroll down to that bottom section, sign up to the Job and Knock podcast. That would be great. That means when we do get these special offers, when we do get these podcasts, uh, we can send you an email straight away. We can let you know uh, special offers are up because I'm sure some of these special offers that we're working on are going to be limited to a certain amount. Uh, but you'll also then be kept informed of when the podcast is made available and live. Also, there's a section down at the bottom where you can literally ask us anything. One thing I like about Instagram, TikTok, social media is that people will ask you questions that they possibly may not ask you face-to-face. Now, I haven't got a problem with that because I'm the kind of person that asks you that question face-to-face. But if you've got a question, it can be the most stupidest question. It can be the most relevant question. It can be about the trade. It can be about the technology within the trade. It can be nothing trade-related. It can be mental health-related. Anything you want to ask anybody that's been on a podcast or anyone you'd like to see on a podcast... Anything you think I do or anything you think that anyone that's been on the podcast does, you'd like to ask them a question. Fire the question in. I'll get them on the phone. I'll get them on email. I'll get them on a text message. I'll get them back on a podcast for a short podcast. We can address these questions. We can ask these people exactly what they think about these products, exactly how they would do something, or exactly how they would answer these questions for you. Just give us a shout. It's uh, down there on the bottom of the Job and Not webpage. Fill out the form, send it over. So I think that's it. Um, I could literally talk on. Um, if anyone's met me, it's a it's a it's a a gift and a curse being able to just uh, waffle on for ages. But I'd rather save it for proper talk and proper chat with people. It's nice to do a podcast by yourself um, and literally, like I say, fill the gap. But the I Do The Job Not podcast is that we've got people on every week and we're talking about the tools, the trade and everything in between with them. Uh, I think that's the better platform. But again, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for the likes. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for everything. What you do makes a big difference. If you like, you share, you tag, you listen, Instagram, the podcast, the social media, the scribe, the space plug, the Drawbox company, everything in between. The algorithm knows this. It's like even on the YouTube, it knows that you've listened to it. It knows that you've liked it. It knows that you've commented. And all I ever ask is if people can just drop a comment, tag a buddy, share it. That means the world will never ask anything more of any of you. It just means we get seen. We get put in a position to be seen. And I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Again, thank you all for listening. Don't forget to visit the website. Don't forget to drop by Uscribe, Jake, Space Plug, and the Drawbox Company. They're the ones that we've got up at the moment. And the next podcast will be with John Jones, hopefully followed by Derek Barrett, hopefully followed by Scott, then Rick from Simply Storage. I would hope to have Tom from Stabila by then and John from J-Sets Cabinets booked in. So there's lots to listen to, hopefully in the future. Look after yourselves, stay busy, and I'll see you all soon. 